So, hey, welcome to Brain Space, a place where you're going to listen to me as I talk to you about everything in my brain and all my other things, all my other randomness. So sit back, relax, kick off your shoes, you know, unbutton your jacket, just grab a snack, stay hydrated, and get ready to listen to me as I verse you on my opinions, my thoughts, the things that matter to me and others in this society, in this world we live in. I want to talk to you about the realities of the place we live in, of our society, of our universe, of the place we call home. I want to talk to you about religion and politics and faith and philosophy and science, everything under the sun, you name it, I'm saying it. So for today's episode, I want to talk to you about something that may be of interest to some people. Maybe of interest to one person, and if it's interesting to somebody, then I'm going to talk about it, okay? I want to talk to you about how I got here. I want to talk to you about how I've got to where I am today. I want to talk to you about how God is using me and my journey through Christ, my journey in faith, and how I'm learning to walk in my purpose and in my truth through him and with his help, with his guidance. So today, I'm going to talk to you about my journey with Christ. So I grew up in a Pentecostal household my mom's pentecostal that's seven day adventist my dad is also pentecostal that's seven day adventist so both my both my parents are christian my whole family basically is christian i've got like a whole like a strain of um family in trinidad that are hindu but most of my family is christian so predominantly that is the upbringing i had and for the first about i don't know i'd say six to seven years of my life i was very close to god as a kid i was very much in tune with my christianity with christianity and with faith I pray and I go through it, you know, I do the motions. I'd say the good morning prayer, I'd say the Lord's prayer. I'd pray before I eat my food. Before I went to bed, I'd go with the in my little bed I lie, Heavenly Father, hear my cry, you know. I would do all of that. My mum would take me to church on a regular basis. Every Sunday. And if you missed it, we'd go anyways. You know what I'm saying? We'd go to church, we'd go to the sermons, I'd go to Sunday school. I'd have all the conversations, I'd hear all the Bible stories, all the blessings and all the miracles, and it connected with me when I was younger. Because I feel like when you're young, you have this impressionability. You're something like a sponge. You start soaking in information. You know, you start to absorb the things that are around you. And even if you're not realising you're doing it, it's happening. Do you feel where I'm coming from? Do you see where I'm coming from? So, as a younger kid, I would be sitting there in church. And I'd be getting into it, you know what I'm saying? I'd be loving the music. I'd be loving the vibe and the energy. I used to find it utterly mesmerising to watch church ladies in their big hats and their fancy clothes and their dresses. I would love to watch people celebrating and rejoicing and dancing, you know, the aunties in the church clapping their tambourines and their hands and stomping their feet. That was something I reveled in when I was younger. But something happened to me and I don't really know what it is. I still struggle to put my finger on it because I can't quite identify what it is that made me lose my way so strongly and so significantly. And I could only really assume and believe that it's God's will, you know what I'm saying? That it was part of his plan for me. But as a kid, I had this strong connection. I prayed all the time. I remember it vividly. My mom had these um, Bible story books, right? They're like illustrated versions for kids so that they can read it. I had two of these. One was, I remember them very clearly. One was blue. It's a hardback blue book. Um, it's about A5 size and it had Bible stories on it and it would go through from Genesis to Revelations and it was like an illustrated book that showed some of the highlights in the Bible but in a kid-friendly way. I had this other book called 
my Bible stories. It was yellow, like a mustard color with red, um, red maroon writing on the front. It was cursive. Let me tell you, I love those books. I used to read those books and I used to enjoy it. I used to think, raw, this is this is interesting. Obviously, I wasn't saying that when I was seven, but you get what I'm saying? I was enjoying it. I was engaging actively with my own accord, you know? It was me. It was something I wanted to do. But somehow, I don't know what came over me. All of a sudden, that just changed. I went from being a kid who was praying all the time, who was enjoying going to church, who had this connection, this faith, this belief that there was a God and that there was someone who was there who was watching over me, that was there and ready to protect me, you know what I'm saying? Someone that was listening, someone that was hearing and seeing what I was going through. Someone who was watching me at all times and had my back. I wanted a younger brother, okay? And I remember this vividly. I was four years old. And I remember kneeling next to my bed. And after I said my goodnight prayer, you know, in my little bed, I lie. I sat there and I prayed. And I said, dear God, give me a baby brother, please. I want a sibling. I want someone to look after. Mind you, I had an older brother at this point, but he's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> no offense, I love you. But I remember sitting there and praying for my brother. And I said, I want my baby brother. I want my mom to have a baby. I want to look after him. And when he's born, I'm going to look after him. And I kid you not, nine months later, my baby brother was born. All right? Let me tell you something. That is the faith and trust of a child that I had. And I cannot place enough emphasis on the importance that God had in my life. That the amount of significance God held in my life. How much I had this respect for him and this love for him and this trust and adoration. And it's like I was too young to properly be able to articulate this, you know, to properly express this idea, to express this feeling. But I can vividly remember feeling it. Even if I couldn't describe it to you at that point in time, I could remember it, feeling like there was someone there who was actually listening, who knew what I was going through. And I mean, you could say I was five, I was six. What was I going through? It doesn't matter. What matters is the fact that I lived it, you know? In my heart, I felt that there was a God. And I felt the need to believe and to pray and to trust in him and to guide him, to be guided by him, you know? Somehow, that all just changed for me. And I, I can't really understand what it was. And I'm still to this day trying to figure out what happened that had me shifting, like what it was that made me change up my whole opinions and everything like that. I just remember between the ages of about eight to, I'm going to say eight to 11, right? I completely was distance from God. I did not like going to church. I hate going to church. I didn't want to go to church. My mom would be like, oh, let's go to church. She'd drive me to church. I'd sit them in the car, my face push up, get into church, my face push up. People talking to me, I'll say, hi, face push up. They're singing, everyone's clapping. Aunties are still singing. People are still rejoicing. Babies are still clapping and stomping their feet and I'm sitting there. When I used to be smiling, I'm sitting there, my face push up. Can't comprehend what came over me. And I can only think that it was a devil trying to get my head, you know, trying to get in my head and, and you know, and manipulate my thinking. Because when I look back on that time, I remember I was so upset. I was very sad between the ages of 9 to 11. I was a sad kid. And I don't know why. I couldn't place my finger on why I was so sad. And I remember crying often. I remember 
being upset. I remember crying a lot. I remember journaling. And my journals were very, very upsetting to read. Like, I read one recently. Like, I reread one from when I was about 10 to 11. It was absolutely saddening to read. And that sadness went through with me throughout secondary school. It went through my year 7, year 8, year 9, year 10. It was me feeling lost, you know? By the time I got to about year 8, so I was 12 years old at this point, 12, 13... I was completely rejecting God. And it wasn't in the same way as like, oh, I'm pushing up my face. Like, whatever, I'll go by pushing up my face. It was to the point where I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to pray. There's no God. I don't believe in this. What is there to believe in? Yeah? And do you know how dangerous that is? To have that mindset, to have that mentality, and to think that it's okay. And you may just look at, listen to what I'm saying, yeah, and think, oh, you're this and you're that, like what can you really be talking about it's not that deep let me tell you something the ages of let me see nine to about 14 9 to 15 saddest six years of my life let me tell you the saddest six years of my life funny how that's the devil's number isn't it right people say this isn't it's not relevant now there's no god listen to me now Six years of my life, I went through rejecting Christ, rejecting Christianity, rejecting my faith, rejecting what I had been born into, the legacy that I had been born into as a child of Christ. I'm rejecting that actively, intentionally. For what reason? Hmm? For what reason do I have to be rejecting a divine superpower? Hmm? A Lord who can create the world in six days and destroy it just so in a flood. I'm sitting here for six years of my life, rejecting what would have saved me. And when I look back and I think of all the things I went through, like I went through some dark periods and I knew I was like nine, 10, 11, like what could I have been going through? But when I tell you that when I was going through it, it was the realest thing. And now I'm looking back on it having come back to Christ, I'm looking back and I'm saying this is this was self-inflicted. It was never a thing where I couldn't have got my, gotten out of it. I could have easily pulled out of that. But I didn't. It was like... I just had to... Like... could have pulled out of it but because I was so stubborn and so headstrong the same qualities people were praising me for when I was four and five because I was refusing to acknowledge it because I was in that rebellious stage you know the ones when your mom tells you to do something and because you just don't want to do what she's saying you're saying no and I kept moving with that I kept going with that I kept acting rebellious for no reason I kept pushing Christ away for no reason and I had the worst six years of my life let me tell you, as soon as I started praying, right, 2019, the cloud above my head was lifted. And I'm not going to front with you. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, it was not God. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say it was a coincidence. Because let me tell you something, okay? 2018, I was sad. I was sad, I was unhealthy, I had unhealthy friendships, I had unhealthy um, conversations with unhealthy people around me, and I was sad. 
2019, coming into it, I brought that with me. I brought that remorse with me. I brought that pain with me, and I didn't need to. When I started, when I tell you, right, 2019, I was sick. I got ill because I was overworking myself. I was anxious, and I was going through a lot at school and everything like that. I overworked myself to the point I got ill. I passed out in school, and they had to call an ambulance for me. And at that moment, it was a wake-up call for me that I needed to fix this. This needs to get reversed because... I couldn't go through another nine months of that torture. I couldn't do another six years of that. Yeah? I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. And I started praying. And I said, God, take me out of this. Father, if you are real, if you're there and you're seeing this and you understand the struggle I'm going through, you know the pain in my heart, bring me out of this. And prove to me that you are real. Prove to me you are a God I should serve, right? And when I tell you, I got better just so, yeah, I got better just so, straight after that, my mindset started changing, okay, I started eating healthier, started drinking water, I started exercising, I started praying, I started reading, I started doing the things that made me happy, I can't, like, in the last six months, can't remember a time when I felt as sad as I did last year, you know, there is nothing that compares to God's salvation and God's mercy, to his his wisdom and his grace. Like, there's nothing that can compare to that power. And um, I just have to say, really, the only reason I'm here today right now is because of God, right? It's because he, he, he saw me when I needed it. He saw me the whole time, but he touched me when I needed it. And sometimes, right, it just takes you asking you know, it's ask and I shall answer you. You know, it's not a matter of, oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for him and then he'll show me, like, he'll just do it if he's real. You need to ask. And that's something I learned is that if you want something in this world, you have to get up and ask for it. You have to do the things to facilitate you getting what you need. You can't depend on yourself because the Bible says you sh- that your faith should stand not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You can't sit there thinking you have the strength to win all your battles by yourself because you don't. No matter how strong you might think you are as a person, as an island with your friends, with your family, there's nothing, there's no one, there is nobody in this earth, in this universe, who is going to pull you out and bless you the way God will, right? And that's my testimony to you for today. That is what I needed to talk to you about today because I've had this urge in my heart for the longest time that I need to speak to people and I need to connect with them and I need to reach out in a certain type of way that I've not seen other people do. Yeah, I don't want people to have to go through what I went through to get to where I am. You don't need to go through the middle stage. You don't need to start off as a Christian child, go through your whole secondary school years, the hardest years of your life maybe, without God, without feeling that there's someone there to talk to. You don't need to go through the middleman. You just need to stay trusted in him. And if any point you feel like you don't have a connection, I beg you just ask for one. It's that simple. If people say it's not that easy, it's easier said than that. It's easier said than done. It's easier said as done. Yeah, you have to sit there 
and ask and that's all it takes and i'm telling you i'm living testimony to that fact if you ask god he shall answer you it took me nearly eight years to get to this point 2020 began what 17 days ago and i said i'm doing it god has put this purpose in my life He's given me this urge. He's given me this passion, this drive, this determination, all the headstrongness, all the stubbornness, all the resilience, you know, what made me something else when I was four is the fact that I don't give up, right? He gives me the strength and through him I know I can do all. And that is the same message I want to spread today. I don't know who is going to touch. I don't know what person needs to hear this right now. But someone does because God is telling me to say this to you. He is speaking through me right now and I'm telling you now. If there's any area of your life where you feel overwhelmed or you feel like you can't do it. Or you feel like you can't do it anymore. And no one's getting what you're saying. Let me tell you, you feel like no one can help you. You're going to have to struggle by yourself. Your friends aren't with you. Your friends ain't talking to you. Yeah? Your parents beefing with you. Whatever. Your family don't understand. You don't even know what going in your head. Talk to God. And I'm telling you, he will pull you out of it. And he will show you your path. He will make a way for you. If you go off track, he will put you back on the right stretch. Do you feel what I'm saying to you? Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have to you so as to secure you a future full of hope. God knows what you need in your life. As long as you trust him, your prayers shall be answered. And that is what I have to say today. Um, yeah, so guys, I just really want to advocate prayer and faith. And I know that because I'm, I'm new to this, you know what I'm saying? I'm a new Christian. I'm not an expert, I'm not a veteran in the faith. But since I've started walking by faith, let me tell you, my life has honestly become transformed. It's become a hundred times better than I could have ever imagined it to be in my darkest hour. And I just want to spread this to as many people as I can because I don't feel like anyone should have to go through life feeling like they're alone. Because even if you have no friends or no family, you could be an orphan be a friendless orphan but you still have god okay and that is the message i want to leave you today you are never alone okay you are never ever alone god knows the plans he has for you that is the scripture i want to leave with you today it's jeremiah 29 11 um that's a scripture today um of today's episode so i hope you enjoyed today's episode um come back next week for another episode of brain space See you then.